Good evening. Welcome to 1010 Prayer Online. I thought it'd be important that we spend a little bit of time asking ourselves, how do we, as we build this altar, how can we honour Him? So tonight, I want to spend the time to ask ourselves the question, what does it mean to honour God? And why? Why must we honour God? So turn with me to a passage of scripture. You may not like this passage, but it's an important passage of scripture. Do you know every part of scripture is important? You don't just choose, pick whatever you like and then ignore the other bits. If you do that, you have what's called a half-baked picture of God. And that's not a very good thing. A half-baked cake is not a nice cake to eat. So turn with me to Leviticus chapter 10. Leviticus chapter 10, and I'm just going to read from verse 1 to verse 3. Aaron's sons, Nadab and Abihu, took their censers, put fire in them and added incense, and they offered unauthorized fire before the Lord, contrary to his command. So fire came out from the presence of the Lord and consumed them, and they died before the Lord. Moses then went to Aaron and said, This is what the Lord spoke of when he said, Among those who come to me or who approach me, I will show myself holy in the sight of all the people I will be honoured. Now, I'm going to give you a little bit of back picture. Remember that we talked about the tabernacle of God, the children of Israel in the wilderness. They were taught to build a tabernacle and the whole purpose of the tabernacle is that God would dwell in their midst. The presence of God would come. And you remember that uh, I spent some time sharing with you in Leviticus, I think chapter 6, where I said that when they built this altar, the fire of God would never go out. It would burn both day and night. And the fire of God indicated that God was present in their midst. And because God is present in their midst, the enemies of Israel never, never dared come near the camp of Israel. So that is the context. The same thing happens is that when we build a prayer altar, remember it is about an open heaven, it's about a staircase to heaven, and we become and there's a spiritual pathway between heaven and earth, and the presence of God comes down. And as every day we build the altar, we remove the ashes that defiles the altar, we continue to add fresh firewood on the altar. We begin to build a connection and a communion with God. Fire from heaven comes down. And that's when the power of God comes, the presence of God comes, the protection of God comes, and the peace of God comes. Revision, right? So I just want to read what happened when the children of Israel built this powerful altar. So Leviticus 9 talks about this. In verse 23, Moses and Aaron then went into the tent of meeting and when they came out, that came out from after building this powerful altar, they blessed the people and this is what happened. The glory of the Lord appeared to all the people. Imagine the glory of the Lord appearing, wow, over Kuala Lumpur, appearing in our church, appeared to all the people. And what was the significance of this glory? Fire came out from the presence of the Lord and consumed the burnt offerings and the fat portions on the altar. And when all the people saw it, they shouted for joy and fell face down. Why? Because when the presence of God comes, it means the power of God has come, but also means their sins are forgiven. The peace between God and man has come. And the protection of God has come. 
and the provision of God has come. In order for this fire of God to come and for the glory of God's presence to come, they needed to build the altar God's way. God's way. It's not man's idea how we build the altar, but it's God's way, God's pattern how to do it. And there were very specific pat- uh, instructions given to Moses and Aaron how to do it. So here's an altar, it's already built, everything was prepared, the priests were ready, the, the sacraments were ready, the sacrifices were ready, uh, and all the instruments were ready. Then in chapter 10, Aaron's two sons, Nadab and Abihu, I don't know why they did this. They decided to offer incense, it's called incense and a fire that is different, or unauthorized fire. Now, I don't really know what they did, but one thing we do know, they offered an incense. The way they approached God, they kind of said, Ayah, very mafana. Very, very difficult. Lah. If I follow my father's method, Aaron, my father, and even Moses' instructions to come before God, must go into a sanctuary, cleanse myself for seven days, never mix with anyone, and then uh, wear this linen garment. It's so hot, this linen garment. And then I must do this, I must do that. I must slaughter the lamb this way. I must do this, I must do that. I must mix my incense, only these five spices. Why can't it be three? Why can't it be two? Why only five? They probably did that. So they came out and said, so they need that. Behold, probably said to each other, need that, hey, let's cut corners a bit. La. What's the difference? La? What's the big deal? La? Can't we just offer this, this? Can't we just do this? So they came to offer and came before God with what is called unauthorized fire. Actually, in other words, they came to God their own way. Now that is what it means to dishonor God. And that is why God spoke to Moses and the fire of God did come, but not to consume the sacrifice. But they, Nadab and Abihu, actually became barbecued priests. Wow, they died immediately. See, one of the big problems we have is that for us, because of Jesus, we don't die immediately. But still, an important principle to learn. Why is it? Many people pray. Maybe after this, many of us will want to build our altar. When we come before God in church, every church comes to God. Why is it very often we don't see the power of God come? It is because the way we treat God. And so Moses reminds Aaron. Moses says to Aaron, this is what the Lord has spoken. Among those who approach me, I will show myself holy. In the sight of all the people, I will be honored. Now, what does it mean? When you come to me, I'm going to tell you I am holy and I must be honored in the sight of all the people. So what is, does it mean? When you come to me, remember you're coming to a holy God. Now, the word holy has been used in all kinds of ways, hello and whatever, whatever. But do you know God gives a definition of what is what is holiness in this chapter? That's why I love this story. I love the story because actually it's a very simple story. When God tells us something, He doesn't make it complicated. He makes it very simple. So turn turn to verse uh, same chapter, Leviticus chapter ten, verse ten. 
So God actually gives a definition of the word holy. What does it mean? When you come to me, you must understand that I am holy. So what does he say? See, when you come to me, he said, you must distinguish between the holy and the common, between the unclean and the clean. So what is the opposite of holy? Common. In Malay, it would be like that. If God is holy, he's loa biasa. And if God is not holy, he's biasa. You see now, why they did an abihu? The method they approached God, they began to say, Ayah, why so complicated? Ayah, let's just do it this way. Lah. After all, lah, every nation also, other races also worship, but they don't do it so complicated one. Let's do it this way. But they forgot. The God of Israel is Lua Biasa. See after me. Lua Biasa. You want to understand how only just learn this word. Lua Biasa. And if you are from another language, Ayah, just learn it as well lah, because it's the best word. And so the opposite is biasa, common. So if God is common, then you follow all the common methods. Cut corners, chin chai will do. Because it's common, biasa. How then can the glory of God appear? How then can the glory of God appear? Do you remember the glory of God appears throughout the Bible? Not only the lame walk, the blind are healed, the dead are raised and demons flee. And Israel won all its wars. But whenever the dishonored God, as you read in the time of Jeremiah, in the time of Isaiah, in the time of Ezekiel, where the glory of God departed, they became victims, not victors. One good example is Sam, uh, Samson. Samson was so gifted, right? He could, he was so powerful. He could just pull down pillars, he had so much strength. But he began to dishonor the gift God had placed upon his life. And do you know what happened when the glory of God left him? People should, could make him a captive. He was no longer a victor. He became a victim. I think God longs to manifest his glory to us, especially to the church. This is particularly important when we go back to church. Maybe God has delayed us coming back to meet Him in the sanctuary because we don't know how to honour Him. And if we don't approach God with honour, with respect, and with understanding we're approaching a God that's loa biasa and not biasa, we will never see the glory of God in our church. We will never see. We can pray as long as we like. We can sing as much as we like. We can preach as well as we like. But it's all human because the glory of God has not come. What makes the church of God different is the presence of the glory of God. So when I think about this, if our church were to reopen, I think one thing we as members of the church need to bring into the house of God a way to worship Him by honouring Him, by saying, He is Lua Biasa. He is not Biasa. He's not common. He's not common. He is holy. He's different. He has to be different if He's going to conquer the world. If He's the same as everyone else, how can He conquer the world? Amen? Amen? Praise the Lord. Come on, let's worship and pray together for a while.
You are Lord, you are Lord. You have risen from the grave and you are Lord. Every knee shall bow, every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. He is Lord, He is Lord. He has risen from the dead and He is Lord. Every knee shall bow, every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. That Jesus Christ is Lord. O oh Lord God, Almighty God, you who are holy, 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 so much so that the angels even cover their eyes and the elders fall down before you and cast down their golden crowns and cry, holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. Lord, may we never with our lips say holy, but with our hearts actually say common, common, common is our God. Oh, woe betide us, Lord. Woe betide us that we should come before you and treat you as common, common, common. May our lips always realize that you are holy. You are different, so different that no words can describe you unless you reveal it to us. You are beyond human comprehension. You are beyond and understand power, no one can stand against it. Only then will we see the glory of the Lord come from heaven to earth. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. May thy kingdom come and thy glory come on earth as it is in heaven. May thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Truly, Lord, when your will and your glory comes, it is the most amazing thing. Give us this day our daily bread, the bread of the Word of God to understand, to comprehend the holiness of God, the grandeur of God. Forgive us our sins of treating you as common. Forgive us even the sin that we have towards others. And yes, Lord, Lead us not into the temptation of dishonouring you or treating you as common, but deliver us from the deceptions of the evil one who wants to make us think that you are common. For thine is the kingdom, the power, the authority forever and ever. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Go back. Spend some time praying and exalting the Lord. Worship Him. Maybe you want to sing, I exalt you, I exalt you. And read the story, both in chapter 9 and then in chapter 10 of Leviticus. God bless you. God bless you.